the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show, and happy Friday to you. I am not Andrea Kay. Do not adjust your sets. She does approve this message, and I'm happy to be in for my radio BFF, the one, the only Andrea Kay. And on this Friday, San Diego, we are talking about the final 72 hours of the 2020 presidential election. It is finally here, folks. It's uh, it's been a wild year. It's been a long four years, uh, but we have finally made it. And on this Friday show, we're going to be talking about closing arguments and uh, looking at the election. There has never been a more clear choice, has there, about what's on the ballot this coming Tuesday. In my view, I think it is a choice between voters who want to make this about President Trump's response to the coronavirus versus patriots and freedom-loving Americans who respect law and order. And I really think it comes down to those two things. I, I really do. And so as we look at the closing arguments that the two sides are making, um, I I really think it's going to come down to to those two questions. And, and if you look back at, the, at what the Democrats are using as their core argument that they think they're going to win on. They think Joe Biden is running on and will win on the COVID-19 message, right? They think they can suggest that President Trump didn't do enough on coronavirus. And so we're going to break that all down today because I know even though this is a conservative talk radio station and we have conservative talk radio listeners I know there are some independent-minded folks out there. I know there's some independent-minded Democrats, maybe not many, but enough to make a difference in this election when the Democrats try to lie, cheat, and steal this election away from us. Are, are we ready, San Diego? So here's the thing. Nancy Pelosi said on February 24th, yes, California's own Nancy Pelosi, said on February 24th from a press gaggle in Chinatown in San Francisco, that the coronavirus was really nothing to worry about. Really nothing to worry about. Well, isn't it ironic that worrying about the coronavirus ended up becoming the Democrats' number one campaign strategy against President Trump? Isn't that amazing? So luckily, the media hasn't been able to go back and retroactively erase the TV clips of Nancy Pelosi saying this. Uh, Big Tech would have, 
but but the mainstream media has not been able to do that because the videos were published at the time and they're still up you guys can do your own research there but look nancy pelosi on february 24th stood in chinatown and was not wearing a mask i think she had it down around her neck or something uh her staff who was also with her was also not wearing a mask and they were also not socially distancing with nancy pelosi and the liberal media who were at this press gaggle were also not social distancing and they were also not wearing a mask that's february 24th so i'm just gonna put a pin in that as they say and then let's work backwards from that if on february 24th nancy pelosi said well we didn't know much we didn't think it was a very big deal but now they're saying president trump didn't do much i'm gonna blow that right out of the water in my 2020 closing arguments tonight so if you look back on december 31st of 2019 that's right i said 2019 it's been almost a year china reported the discovery of the coronavirus the COVID 19 to the world health organization who we know by now did nothing we we've talked a lot on the andrew k show about that uh it was just a few days later just a few days into 2020 that the trump administration actually took swift action on january 3rd just four days after hearing about this COVID 19 this uh disease that spread from a bat allegedly wink wink uh the cdc at the request of the trump administration sent an email to the director of the i guess it's the chinese counterpart of the cdc a guy by the name of george gao gao formally offering to send United States virus experts to China to help investigate the coronavirus. And of course, we know that was turned down. On January 5th, just two days later, the CDC again, at the request of the Trump administration, sent another email to the Chinese version of the CDC. And then at that time offered to send an entire team of US experts to China to investigate the coronavirus outbreak. That's how serious, that's how seriously the Trump administration was taking COVID-19. A full six weeks before Nancy Pelosi went down and had some egg rolls and told us we were all racist for not coming and joining her. All right, the list goes on. On January 6th, at the request of the Trump administration, the Centers for Disease Control issued a level one travel notice for people coming in and out of wuhan region in china and the list really goes on and on folks it's pretty damning if the democrats want to put character on the ballot we broke that down for you last week check it out on the andrea k show page on am 1170 the answer but if the democrats second choice for what's on the ballot is the Trump response to COVID-19. Well, that's all right. We're going to blow that out of the water too. So on January 17th, again, a full five weeks before Nancy Pelosi told the rest of us we were racist, the CDC, at the request of the Trump administration, began implementing public health entry screenings at three major U.S. airports that reportedly received the most travelers from China 
And that was San Francisco, New York's JFK Airport, and Los Angeles. So the Trump administration on January 17th was already not just taking it seriously, was taking significant steps to stop the spread of COVID-19 in the United States of America. And on January 20th, I know there's a lot of talk about vaccines right now. Miss Andrea Kay and I talk about it a lot. Are you going to take it? Are you not? I don't even get the flu shot. So there's my answer. On January 20th, Dr. Fauci announced that the NIH, the National Institutions, uh, Institutes of Health, excuse me, was already working on the development of a vaccine for the coronavirus. January 20th. Folks, hold that up against what the Democrats are accusing President Trump of doing right now in the final couple weeks of the election, accusing him of trying to get a vaccine before the election so that he could win re-election. The dude was working on it January 20th, and Dr. Fauci knows that. And Dr. Fauci should be speaking out about that, but he's not. And we know why, because he's a swamp dweller like the rest of the guys. On January 23rd, speaking of vaccines and testing and all the things that they claim President Trump wasn't doing, on January 23rd, at the request of the Trump administration, the CDC sought a special emergency authorization from the FDA to allow states to use its newly developed coronavirus test. So in early June, when New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was complaining that Trump wasn't fast enough on the test, just remember January 23rd, Trump was already in motion like a like a special episode of the Apprentice coronavirus edition. He was already trying to be first to market with a coronavirus test. And again, on January 27th, President Trump tweeted, that he made an offer to President Xi to send experts to China to investigate the outbreak. This is almost a full month after the CDC initially reached out and offered to send an American team to go uh, check out the COVID-19 crisis. And the list really goes on and on. Uh, January 27th, the same day President Trump tweeted uh, an olive branch to President Xi, the CDC at the request of the Trump administration issued a level three travel health warning urging Americans to avoid all non-essential travel, not just to Wuhan, but the entire country of China, entire country, January 27th. And again, this is still four weeks now before Nancy Pelosi went to Chinatown and told the rest of us we were racist and xenophobic. And the list goes on and on. That same day, in fact, that was a busy day, January 27th, the White House Coronavirus Task Force started meeting and they would help monitor and contain the spread of the virus and provide updates to the president and the American people. And uh, January 29th, the president announced the presence of the Coronavirus Task Force just after two days of them finally meeting. And uh, finally, uh, before we go to the break, January 31st, 
this is one of the big days that people talk about the most, and I'm so happy that the White House does. On January 31st, the President of the United States declared the coronavirus a public health emergency. He also announced Chinese travel restrictions, and he also suspended entry. Oh, how dare he? What a xenophobe. He suspended entry into the United States for foreign nationals who posed a risk of transmitting the coronavirus based on their travel history, based on their residence and where they live. And it's those early steps that probably saved a million American lives. We'll dig more into this when we come back. What's on the ballot? Law and order. And uh, we're going to whip these closing arguments into shape. We'll be right back here on the Andrea K Show. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. San Diego County Board of Education member Mark Powell led the charge to revamp the county's outdated drug education curriculum to combat the opioid crisis and establish term limits for school board members, putting a stop to career politicians in education. Mark Powell is the only candidate with 28 years of true educational leadership. So remember to re-elect Mark Powell for the San Diego County Board of Education. I'm Mark Powell for San Diego County Board of Education, and I approve this message. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code San Diego for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com. Promo code San Diego. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies, and the reason for the lies is simple. 
President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundsandiego.com. Surroundsandiego.com. Connecting you with new customers. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I am filling in for the great one this Friday. Uh, but we are keeping the blondetourage alive and well because we know that blondes have more fun on the radio and in life. I am your guest host tonight, Jennifer Kearns, contributor to The Daily Caller and The Hill. I've been a writer for a major presidential debate for Fox News Channel. Uh, you can check me out at allamericanradio.com, and it's great to be aboard with you tonight. Uh, among other things I have been in my life is a political consultant and a press secretary and a campaign press secretary primarily at that. And so I feel for the Trump campaign and a little bit for the Biden campaign in these final 72 hours of the get out the vote. Uh, because you you really are out there making those closing arguments every minute, every hour, every day for the next four days. You just want to leave it all on the field. And um, and, and so that's what we're doing today. We're, we're breaking down these uh, closing arguments here. And uh, I've been talking about what I think is the Democrats' um, chief closing argument, other than the fact that Joe Biden said at last week's debate that character is actually on the ballot. Um, uh, I think Biden's campaign thought better of it. And uh, they decided over the weekend, uh, last weekend when I was with you guys, uh, that they didn't want character actually on the ballot. They they decided with the Hunter Biden stuff, uh, no, we don't want character on the ballot. Instead, this week, you saw every Democrat in the country lean in to the um, lean into the uh, COVID-19 argument that President Trump hadn't actually done enough. And so I'm going through and debunking their closing arguments because I truly think that the election in 2020, after the violent summer we have seen, 
And after just uh, hearing the news on the television that two police officers in New Orleans were just ambushed on the job and hearing stories like this all summer long, I have to tell you for me, as a post 9-11 voter, a 9-12 woman, law and order and the security of our country and the future of the freedom in this country is number one for me but not for the Democrats. They wanna talk about something that gives you the sniffles. Granted, I know there are people that have died with it and there are still parts of the population that need to remain indoors from it. But uh, look, the fact that the Democrats are staking their arguments for Tuesday on this, boy, I think it's a, a, a critical mistake for them. And here's the reason why most Americans remember some of these, but, but for those of you who don't, let, let's keep going through the list of all of the things President Trump did on the coronavirus to stop the spread and to keep it from coming to America. So I just mentioned the shutting down of the flights, the development of vaccines all the way back in January of 2020 and declaring a public health emergency and offering to send uh, groups of researchers to China. Uh, That was all a full two months before Nancy Pelosi said it was no big deal. And uh, there were some other folks that were out and about, and that was New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. He was out in Chinatown also, but it was the first week of March. And he told everyone there that that you should come out and support the community, and that if you weren't, that it was wrong, and we're not a racist society. And then I wanna point out one other thing before I continue going through this timeline, and that is that on March 9th, Joe Biden held a rally in Michigan and no one wore masks. March 9th. And if you heard me in the first segment, the Trump administration took their first act on the coronavirus on January 3rd. March 9th, Joe Biden was at a rally in Michigan with his future running mate, Kamala Harris, laughing and talking and breathing into one another's mouths without masks and not socially distanced. And Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, was also on stage wearing no mask, doing the same thing, hugging Joe Biden, not having a social distance. And Senator Cory Booker was also on stage that night, March 9th is the date of the Michigan rally. Look it up tonight when you get home. It is brilliant. And so as I continue through the timeline here, uh, boy, February 4th, a full month before the rest of these idiots were on stage breathing into each other's mouths. February 4th, President Trump held his State of the Union address and vowed to take all necessary steps to protect Americans from the coronavirus. And that, by the way, was in the midst of a budget shutdown and the threat of government shutdown by Nancy Pelosi. And you'll remember, by the way, what Nancy Pelosi thought of that speech. She tore up the notes. She tore up the notion that President Trump was going to protect all Americans from the coronavirus. And uh, February 5th, Nancy Pelosi had to have known how serious the coronavirus was before her February 24th statement that it was not a big deal. February 5th, the Trump administration and health officials briefed lawmakers on the federal government's coronavirus response efforts. February 6th, the CDC began shipping CDC-developed test kits 
for the COVID-19 virus to the US and international labs. And the list goes on and on throughout the 1st of February. Uh, the, the president and the White House briefed the National Gover Governors Association so the state governors would know what's going on. And some of those state governors now, like Gretchen Whitmer, saying, oh, don't you know, President Trump didn't take enough action. Oh, yes, he did, ma'am. He briefed you on February 9th at the National Gover Governors Association meeting. Yes, ma'am, he did. It's right here. The list goes on and on. February 11th, the Department of Health and Human Services began to expedite, again, vaccines. They began to expedite the development of a coronavirus vaccine. That was February 11th. And we're approaching the November 3rd election. And Democrats are saying the only reason Donald Trump is talking about a vaccine is to get reelected. It is bullcrap. Again, February 12th, the White House uh, asked China and pushed China to allow a group of American virus experts to go to China. And it was only on February 22nd that China allowed a team of international experts to arrive and begin to investigate the coronavirus. This is seven weeks, folks, after China first told the WHO about COVID-19. Seven weeks went by. There was only one problem with the team that went on February 22nd, and that was they were a WHO team of international experts. The White House continued to push for an independent panel of virus experts to go to China to stop the spread. And the list really goes on and on. Throughout March, you remember this, the battle over PPE. On March 4th, March 4th, Five days before Joe Biden held a maskless, non-social distancing rally with a bunch of hypocrites, on March 4th, the Trump administration announced the purchase of approximately 500 million N95 respirators to respond to the outbreak of the coronavirus. And the list goes on and on, folks. We, we, we could be here all weekend doing this, but the Democrats don't want us to be. Because they don't want us to hear that the Trump administration was on top of this from day one, January 3rd. And uh, we'll be debunking that throughout the rest of the show. When we come back, our good friend, Dr. Nan Hayworth. Is there a doctor in the house with the Independent Women's uh, Fellowship? She'll be with us to uh, talk about these closing arguments when we come back on The Andrea Kay Show. more andrea k follow her on twitter at andrea k show and like her facebook fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e time to buy your dream home julie will find the perfect property that fits all your needs call julie jewels real estate julie sends you new home listings immediately so you can see them first and submit your offer right away in this market you need to be first hi i'm julie jewels and i'm excited about helping you i'll save you money by paying for your appraisal fee Call me at 619-992-7113. Call Julie for your free appraisal, 619-992-7113. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jewels.
schools. Now, more than ever before, a radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of this great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. Watch America's Town Hall 2020, available for free on SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder discuss how we reclaim our country from a democracy that's under attack. America's Town Hall 2020. Visit SalemNow.com to watch. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for TownHall.com. Former Vice President Joe Biden is running on a campaign of returning to the Obama years. But when it comes to foreign policy, that could end up being a disaster. Under the Obama-Biden administration, the greater Middle East collapsed into revolution and civil war. Their administration helped overthrow the government of Libya, extending a war that has killed thousands and has drawn in a host of foreign actors. They gave arms to Syrian rebels, arms which later fell into the hands of terrorists. The Syrian civil war has resulted in the deaths of hundreds of thousands. Biden's plan includes a continuation of Obama's interventionist ideology and a pivot away from the peace initiatives we've seen from Trump in the recent Abraham Accords. Biden has made a habit of picking fights and embracing bad actors. Trump has brought the Middle East closer to peace. A President Biden may pull it back into chaos. I'm Jerry Boyer. Hello, my name is Paul Starita, and I'm running for San Diego County Superior Court Judge, Seat 30. I'm on the ballot November 3rd, and I would very much appreciate your vote. I serve our county as an assistant United States attorney. I serve our country as a United States Marine. And I want to continue my public service by serving you as a Superior Court Judge. I will promote public safety. I will eliminate bias from our courts, and I will ensure the fair administration of justice. I am proud to say that the San Diego County Bar Association has rated me exceptionally qualified to serve you as a Superior Court Judge. If you'd like to learn more about me, please visit my website, staritaforjudge.com, spelled S-T-A-R-I-T-A for judge.com, staritaforjudge.com. Again, I am Paul Starita, candidate for San Diego County Superior Court Judge, and I would be honored by your vote on November 3rd. And I approve this message. Paid for by Committee Sarita for Judge 2020. FPPC number 142-2124. Red states versus blue. Urban versus rural. As federal government keeps growing bigger, we the people are getting angrier when our side doesn't win. Are we at risk of becoming a nation permanently divided? In his latest book, Power to the States, How Federalism 2.0 Can Make America Governable Again, talk show host and author Bob Zadek explores factions and divisions that are inevitable and a solution that's been there in the Constitution all along. Power to the States features conversations with top scholars, statesmen, and a sitting state Supreme Court judge. Bob and his guests show how liberals and conservatives are rediscovering the virtues of federalism where states become laboratories of democracy and citizens vote with their feet when they don't like what government is doing. Order your copy of Power to the States at BobZadek.com today. Z-A-D-E-K. A house divided can't stand, but healthy competition between the states can make America more prosperous than ever before. Power to the States, how federalism 2.0 can make America governable again. Available now at BobZadek.com. That's BobZadek.com. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and radio.com. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hope you were having a happy Friday, San Diego. Uh, we are entering into the final few days of the 2020 
presidential election cycle. I am your host, Jennifer Kearns, filling in for Andrea tonight. She will be back real soon. And uh, we're keeping it female on this show tonight, at least for now. Uh, it is my honor to welcome uh, a woman who was the first MD that ever served in Congress. And of course, it had to be a female. I, I knew it. Dr. Nan Hayworth with the Independent <laughs> Women's Forum. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Well, Jen, thank you so much. It's my privilege to join you. And uh, you give me uh, a greater uh, distinction than I deserve. I was the first female physician to serve a full term as a member. So I was the oh, first you were. female see, to do see, that. There, yeah. I went, there I went spinning things again. You know, just, <laughs> you you can take the girl out of the press secretary yeah. role. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it, what do you think uh, about it this? It's a great privilege though, yeah. Yes, uh, well, well, it is a privilege to have you tonight. You know, I've been talking about the closing arguments on the Democratic side over the last week in what I think is probably an effort yeah. to turn the page from the Hunter Biden scandal. The Democrats oh, yeah. seem to have come back into this position that they're leaning into, that this, uh, that this, uh, the election on Tuesday, that it's really about President Trump's handling of COVID-19. Exactly. And I, yeah. I have spent the first half of the show debunking mm -hmm. that and, and really going yeah. back to January 3rd, when the president took yeah. the first action on coronavirus. As an Absolutely. MD... What yeah. is how how off base is the Democrat Party here in, in terms of how Trump actually did handle the coronavirus? Oh, uh, completely. And you know, Jen, they are relying on uh, the American public's actually uh, using their imagination uh, to uh, travel along back in time with the Democrats uh, to somehow. Uh, formulate this idea that, yes, you know, under Democrat leadership uh, in the administration, uh, everything would have been better and we would have been spared this dreadful plague that no nation has been spared, uh, including the ones who locked down very heavily. You know, they, they, that, that actually has not, uh, you know, that, that has not proven to be the panacea either. There has been no uh, no country has had the magic wand, but the one that has come the closest uh, to actually conquering this disease is the United States uh, with the administration headed up by President Donald Trump. And why do I say that? Well, number one, it, it, you've laid out, obviously, Jen, you've laid out the specifics about uh, the president starting at the beginning of January. They set up the coronavirus uh, special task force uh, at the at the end of that month, the president took essentially unilateral action to close off uh, travel from China, which was, of course, the epicenter and the source of this virus. Uh, remember what the Democrats and Joe Biden were doing at that time, uh, leading Democrats, uh, including the, the man who is now their candidate. Uh, ridiculed President Trump for being xenophobic, for being hysterical. Uh, why would you lock down anywhere? You should be out in Chinatown, said Nancy Pelosi, said right. Bill de Blasio, right? Uh, Joe Biden was holding in-person events well into March. It took him two months till the end of March to acknowledge uh, that, in fact, the president had taken wise action when he banned travel from China from China. 
What else was President Trump doing that no other nation in the world was doing? He was mobilizing an unprecedented effort with a great team and a diverse team of experts to uh, coordinate the healthcare sector, industry, and yes, the federal government and state governments to ensure that we were, uh, in fact, you know, re- compensating for empty shelves that had been left by the Obama uh, Biden administration to make sure that, you know, he did, in fact, use the Defense Production Act. You know, Joe Biden talks about, well, I've used the Defense Production Act. You can barely remember the name of it. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> Trump actually did. It's sad. It's, I mean, you know, it, it's very sad. Joe Biden, we can talk about that separately, Jen, but Joe Biden uh, shows clear signs, unfortunately, of dementia of, you know, this is this is an advancing condition for him, unfortunately. But uh, but President Trump actually did uh, put pressure on industry. He put pressure on 3M about protective equipment. He put pressure on Ford about ventilators. Uh, You know, he he got he got these crucial implements to the places they needed to go. Uh, General Milley, and, you know, the, the, the military took care of so much of the logistics. Uh, the president started uh, Operation Warp Speed, making sure that a vaccine was developed at Gen what can only be described as unprecedented uh, acceleration. It really is warp speed. Speaking as a doctor, speaking as uh, someone who's familiar, actually, I've worked uh, in the, uh, you know, within the, the realm of the pharma industry as well. And it is incredible what this president has done, and only this president, and only the United States. The world is getting therapeutics like the the miracle uh, antibody cocktail uh, that Regeneron has created, and there are others that coming. Lily's got one that's coming as well. Uh, you know, remdesivir has been uh, advanced. Uh, that's from Gilead. Uh, biosciences and these things have have been accelerated testing of course you know testing in all different forms uh, ever more tests ever faster tests uh, you know this has all been uh, an unprecedented effort by led by Donald Trump and yeah, he deserves absolutely. to be elected on that basis alone Absolutely. We're talking with the brilliant Dr. Nan Hayworth, a senior fellow at the Independent Women's Forum and a former member of Congress, the first female MD in Congress. In fact, uh, as we go through the closing arguments of this 2020 presidential campaign, and you're so right, Dr. Hayworth, March 4th, the Trump administration announced 500 million N95 respirators had been purchased, uh, more hundreds of millions over those next few weeks. Uh, Five Mm -hmm. days after that, Joe Biden was still having a rally. So you are spot on. Um, Oh, absolutely. You focus focus at IWF on the women's vote. And I want to talk to you about that in the remaining few minutes that we have here. I don't think the Democrats are going to win by as large Mm -hmm. a margin as they did in 2016. And here's why. I think women, uh, there's a study out the other day that says women now under this COVID crisis have quadrupled their workload. Not only are women going Mm -hmm. to work now, they're day schooling, they're homeschooling their kids, they're uh, working the third watch, they're they're serving as the doctor, you name it. Uh, Women are so burdened in this and the kids aren't back in school. A new study out today says kids in school and kids whose schools were closed, there was absolutely no difference between the two in terms of caseloads of coronavirus. I think that proves it. 
what what are you hearing out there about women voters and how they're feeling in these final days? Well, I couldn't agree more with you, Jen, about the extraordinary burdens uh, that that all parents, uh, working parents, have faced. But women, it does fall. I mean, this is documented. And in fact, it's documented recently. And I lived through it myself. My kids are adults now. But, uh, you know, it is uh, the, these new burdens fall primarily on women, uh, even today in 2020. And there is let's let's make sure we understand when the Democrats say, quote, listen to the science, they only listen to the science that favors their political agenda, because, as you just pointed out, Jen, science has said repeatedly and for months, essentially since the beginning of this pandemic, that children should be in school in person so that they can have that full experience and optimize, in fact, uh, the significant amount of care and food and counseling and identification of abuse or neglect or problems that can really only occur when they are in uh, an in-person school setting. And instead, and, and the American Academy of Pediatrics came out months ago and said, this is the way it should be. The Democrats who are controlled by the teachers unions and who, of course, in turn, uh, you know, seek the teachers unions to push their agenda as condition for returning uh, to in-person work in schools. Uh, the Democrats have stood four square against opening schools. And that place is that is the Democrats and the teachers unions that they control and who control them. Uh, throwing those burdens directly and basically, you know, single handedly on American women. If there if that's if, right. You know, if you can't think of another reason to vote against Democrats and for Republicans, remember, Republicans are on the side of your children and on your side. Oh, and by the way, your hard earned uh, dollars will not be confiscated uh, by the federal government in taxes in the way that the Democrats plan for you. That's and, right. And, you know, well, women, women are entrepreneurs. You know, they're small business people. They are going to be crushed by Joe Biden and his cronies. Don't let it happen. That's right. That's right. Well, Dr. Nan Hayworth uh, with the Independent Women's Forum, thank you so much for joining us for our closing arguments on the 2020 election. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Up next, we'll talk to a brilliant pastor in san diego he happens to be my pastor for life and he'll talk about the faith and freedom vote what have I done today? Just watch the jets be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. 
When you have shortness of breath, it changes your life and stops you from doing the things you love. So what should you do? Where should you go? This is Dennis Prager for the good people at La Mesa Rehab, because that's where you need to go to breathe better. La Mesa Rehab uses all kinds of special treatments like vest therapy, lung function testing, salt chamber therapy, balloon therapy, bubble breathing, and physical conditioning to let you breathe better and move better too. La Mesa Rehab is a team of respiratory therapists and physical therapists who provide life-saving treatments and lung testing to keep you out of the hospital. And they can train you on how to improve your lung capacity so you can breathe better and be able to do the activities you love. If you or someone you know is suffering from shortness of breath, lung disease like COPD, go to La Mesa Rehab, ask your doctor, and check them out at lamesarehab.com. They're right across from the Grossmont Center, next door to Dixie Line. Visit lamesarehab.com today. Prop 19 limits property taxes and expands tax savings. This is former California Republican Party Chair Jim Brulte. And this is the Howard Jarvis Taxpayer Association former Legislative Director David Wolf. We're voting yes on Prop 19 because it expands tax savings. And it allows disabled homeowners and seniors ages 55 and older to transfer their low tax base to another home anywhere in California. And I'm Ellie Rosebush, a wildfire survivor from Paradise. I support Prop 19 because it would limit taxes on wildfire victims. So join taxpayer advocates, wildfire victims, firefighters, and law enforcement in voting yes on Prop 19. This ad has been fact-checked, verified, ad paid for by Yes on 19. Seniors, taxpayer advocates, and realtors. Committee major funding from California Association of Realtors. America's cities are burning with racial tension boiling over. Our country's very soul is challenged. What can be done to reverse the chaos? Watch social unrest in America. There's been nothing like this. We're in the second civil war. It's quite violent. Join Dennis Prager, Pastor Jack Hibbs, and talk show host Georgine Rice. Watch social unrest in America. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com, promo code San Diego as one word to receive a 20% discount. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com, promo code San Diego as one word for 20% off. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks and lower today. The average is down about 1% or so. Declines and advances 2 to 1. The window dressing for the end of the month. Anxiety over next week's election. They all helped drive an estimated $4 trillion Wall Street dollars onto the sidelines so far this fall. The market in October down about 2.5%. For the year, up 1.5%. Even as the economy recovered and erased the second quarter lockdown decline. But now what? See, that's really the key. U.S. personal incomes up a surprising 9-10 spending one. 0.4% in October. Consumer sentiment edged higher as well. Big Tech reported well, then sold off in profit taking as Wall Street analysts, as usual, nitpick it all apart. Google, however, up 60 points on a blowout and several upgrades. Amazon results already topped the full year 2019, and the holidays still lie ahead. Exxon and Chevron oversold now. Red Ink but less than expected. And the CDC lifts the cruise line ban if protocols work. Airlines up on that as well. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The answer. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show and happy Friday to you all. I am Jennifer Kearns, sitting in for Andrea Kay this evening, contributor to The Hill and The Daily Caller. I've been a writer for Presidential Debate, 
for Fox News Channel. And uh, perhaps more importantly, I've been a parishioner of this man's church, this uh, brilliant pastor who's joining us now. I call him my pastor for life, uh, the founder of Awaken Church right there in San Diego, Pastor Jurgen Matesius. Welcome to Andrea K Show. Oh, it's wonderful to be here, beautiful Jenny. We miss your beautiful smile. Oh, Pastor Yerbs, you know, if only you weren't located in Governor Newsom's California, I'd be right back there in a minute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we certainly love you, and we're certainly so proud of the great work you're doing and what God's done with you and the influence that you're having. And thank God for you. I just tweeted about you and called you an all-American princess warrior. Woo! I love it, man. I love it. Well, hey, speaking of great work, I mean, you guys in San Diego at Awaken Church have been doing literally the Lord's work in getting out the faith and freedom vote. Uh, and, you know, every election cycle, the faith and freedom vote is always mm. extremely important. But I think this year you have tapped into a nerve that has has struck people and, and you've, you've been out there taking action from where they're saying, hey, we're not gonna allow our church to be locked down anymore. If we have to have church in the parking lot, we will. And, and when wildfires struck, your teams were out there helping rebuild in Chula Vista and other places around the county. I mean, you had a Faith and Freedom Voters uh, event the other day with Charlie Kirk, whose show is on yeah. in, in just a few minutes after the show. Tell us a little bit about why you think it's so important for faith and freedom voters to get out there this, this coming week. Well, you know, it's interesting because both faith and freedom are principles that are rooted and founded in God. And so, you know, have faith in God is what Jesus said. And then the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. And both of those things are dearest to the heart of God. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You know, and there's a whole chapter in the book of Hebrews on people that did the most extraordinary things through faith. Now, the devil has an antidote to fear and, and freedom, uh, to faith and freedom, and it's fear and enslavement, fear and bondage. And when we look at our, our nation right now, it could not be more clear how many people are afraid of COVID, afraid to go out, afraid of you know, all the racial tension, afraid of the rioting and Antifa and all the chaos in the streets and afraid for their businesses, afraid for their families, afraid for their future. And so they've literally become slaves to, to fear. And we just felt like we, we just could, we could no longer sit idly by uh, under you know Gavin Newsom's uh, jurisdictions and his draconian lockdowns, and while people were perishing. Now, Jenny, we had we had five deaths of congregation members in our church. None of them from COVID. All of them because of the COVID lockdowns. And so that's when I just said, you know what, enough is enough. We can't do this anymore. We we spent about fifty thousand dollars. We we um, purchased polar ionization units um so what they do what it does is it actually goes through all the air circulation systems in our in our buildings in our sanctuaries in our foyers in our children's church it knocks out 99.4 percent of pathogens and viruses so the safest place to be is inside one of our auditoriums and since Amen. We've, done that, we've, we've been open we've had not one COVID positive case 
And uh, but we are open for business. We are jam packed every Sunday, every service. But it, it's unbelievable how many people are saying this saved my life, this saved my marriage. We had a situation, mm-hmm. Jenny, just a few weeks ago, where a gentleman had uh, to cope with the the downturn in the economies, loss of contracts, um, take it, took up drinking. This didn't bode well for him and his fiancée. She moved out. She said, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. He just lost a massive contract that day in work, came home, pulled out his gun, put a bullet in the chamber, put the gun in his mouth, pulled the trigger. Bullet didn't come out. So he reloaded it, recocked it, put a bullet in the chamber, put it in his mouth, pulled the trigger. This time he screamed. The bullet didn't come out. His phone rings. He looks and it's his dad. His dad said, listen, I just came from this church, Awakened Church. You've got to come with me. You've got to come with me. He felt like it was a sign from God. He Amazing. Comes to church. At church, someone says to him, um, God sees you. You've lost a whole bunch of things in your life. The devil's after you, but God's going to turn it all around. He tells his fiancée she doesn't believe him. He says, look, just come with me to church Sunday. They came on Sunday. Both of them came down to the altar. Both of them got radically impacted hugging, kissing, reconciling. He goes home, pulls the same gun out of the drawer, says, yeah, it's so weird, this gun doesn't work, points it at, the, at a potted plant, pulls the trigger, and bam, the bullet comes out and explodes it. He knew that God had... We hear those stories again and again and again. Amazing. We're talking with Pastor Jürgen Matesius, uh, the founder of Awaken Church in San Diego. They have locations all over San Diego, so whether you're down south or you're out in the East County, uh, look them up, North County, Carlsbad. Uh, they're amazing. Um, I uh, we used to go there when I lived in San Diego, and I can tell you, I used to pray over my campaigns. I swear that was my campaign success. <laughs> People want to know my yes, secret. So um, and, and look, uh, in the last two minutes we have, I, I do want you to emphasize um, how voters uh, that are of the faith and freedom persuasion, how how important it is that they get out to vote and, and and how you have really, I think, broken the stigma that, oh, if you're a pastor, you can't talk about voting. Of course you can. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't. Yeah, in fact, we have a Constitution because of the religious convictions and the faith of our founding fathers. And so to it's a very clever lie from the devil to separate faith from freedom or faith from politics. And without the politics, the Constitution of the United States of America was literally conceived in, birthed by, and sustained by, in fact, I think it was John Adams, the second president of the United States of America, said that the Constitution is holy for a religious and moral people. Should America cease being moral and religious, the, the cons- and that's what the, you know, the, the devil really wants. So. Um, you know, get out and vote, get out and vote. And may I just say this, Jenny, for years I heard pastors, the ones that did speak up, say, hey, go and go and vote your values, go and vote your values. May I just say, actually, don't vote your values, vote the Bible's values. If you want to see mm, heaven so good. on earth, then, then vote in accordance with God's word. And, um, you know, I was just reading yesterday where... Um, uh, Mary meets Elizabeth for the first time, and Mary's pregnant with Jesus, and Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. And the Bible says that when they came into close proximity, the babe leapt in Elizabeth's womb, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. So the first person to recognize Jesus, the first human to recognize Jesus, was a baby 
in the womb. And right now we have two political parties. One of them fights to slaughter babies in the womb. The other one fights to protect babies in the womb. That's right. Well, Pastor Yerkes, thank you so much. Everyone in San Diego, check out this church.